0: what's up bro
1: hey not much man uh just enjoying a sunny weekend for the first time in uh like 12 months so i'm enjoying it that's what's up man yeah and uh for all the listeners out there this is 10 man tc and this your boy high iq something a little different for the podcast i want to introduce marco and tony Critelli of the relationships podcast what's going on y'all hey everybody What's well, so up? I'm not sure if y'all remember that uh that voice uh, that's uh that was Cot from a previous uh, episode that you all love so much so uh he has uh, went ahead and uh, started a podcast of his own with his uh I guess handsome husband <laughs> and uh, so uh, Marco Tony um, uh what was your Introduce your podcast. Tell tell everybody what's, uh, what's going on with your podcast.
2: Uh, yeah, so our podcast is called Relationship, and it is uh, a podcast that's presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values.
1: You mean to tell me that gay relationships aren't traditional?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huh? so, I mean... Yeah, that's that's kind of our goal is to to kind of bring a little bit more class back into <laughs> into the, the gay relationships. Is the uh, A
1: S S in the word class um, conspicuously capitalized?
2: Correct. Yes, you got that right.
1: <laughs> well, that's dope. And I uh, also understand that you guys uh, have not officially. Uh, launched the podcast yet, but you guys have had a uh, few introductory episodes.
2: Yeah, we um we launched a trailer that was a couple minutes, and then we had two bonus episodes. One was a and a with Tony, and then the other one was a and a with me. So that's all we've got so far. Our, our podcast, like the full episodes,
3: will actually launch on February 7th. And then there'll be an episode every week on Wednesday.
1: Oh, that's what's up. Nice. That's what's up. So um, I I guess I got got a couple questions. I'll ask mine first and then IQ if you want to ask yours after mine. Um, So do you guys, is this a more of like a compare and contrast or is this just more uh, here's what gay relationships are according to us in our relationship?
3: I don't think it's... Compare and contrast, I think it's like a missing piece of dialogue. Um, so, you know, kind of some of the things we highlight on our show is that the places that you learn these values, um, you know, are often the places that are kicking you out if you're gay um, or if you're allowed to stay, these conversations aren't taking place. So it's not so much a compare and contrast as a filling in a void. Um, you know, gay culture is only really gaining its identity in terms of values. Uh, I think there was a struggle for such a long time for rights um, that now it's like, okay, what does, uh, you know, sort of a normal, healthy relationship look like?
2: Yeah, we feel like um, the marketing behind gay relationships right now doesn't necessarily uh, make it so that one would believe that there are like monogamous committed relationships that exist within the gay community and as a, a couple, we've been, you know, we've been together for eight years. We've been married for a little over a year at this point. And for us, it's one of those things that we want to make sure that we are, you know, kind of giving some sort of positive and different view of, you know, gay relationships, kind of be a voice for for that that part of the situation that is missing.
1: Damn. Y'all said you've been together for eight years. And all I can think of is I think my last three relationships cumulatively are shorter than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going the same thing. I was like, "Wait, eight years? That's
0: that's damn near that's, that's damn near a decade." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: we we think about that all the time. We literally will wake up on like a random day, we'll be like, "Can you believe we've been together for eight years?" <laughs> like,
3: <laughs>
2: that's yeah, just cra- it's, crazy. it's just
1: y'all have really grown old together. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, I mean, it's funny because I, when I met Tony, I was 25. I was, like, a, a practically a baby, you know, at 25 yeah. years old. Tony was yeah, 27. Yeah, that was a long so. time ago, old man. Yeah. Wasn't uh, that long ago, yeah. Troy.
3: <laughs>
1: Even longer for you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a mess. So, listening to the uh, last two episodes uh the last two you know q and a's from uh marco and tony i learned a lot about their relationship that i did not know uh for our listeners out there marco is my brother uh not my soul brother not my brother (laughs) no he's actually my 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 blood brother um i've known him longer than i've known anybody else (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and you know you think you know a lot about someone's relationship just from the outside in, but learning their relationship from the inside out, you know, for those 15 to 20 minutes that you got to listen to them. I learned, uh, that they believe it or not, they look at each other just the same way as a man would look at a woman or a woman would look at a man. Go figure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. It's crazy. (laughs)
1: That's the, that's the, and I'm obviously being facetious, but that's wild. I mean, um, being at you guys' wedding and we won't have to go into details about how things turned out for me at your wedding. (laughs) We don't have to go into (laughs) detail about that at all. But, uh, I was, I, I, I've been to a few weddings and I don't want to discount anybody's wedding that I went to, but I would say. Uh, The show of love in your relationship uh, and in your vows and in the, you know, in the ceremony and all that kind of stuff. It was unbelievable. And um, again, listeners, believe it or not, a gay wedding can be more beautiful than a straight wedding. Go figure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And it was one hell of a party. Yeah. From what I remember. Yeah, Right. It was a lot of
2: champagne. Well, that's the thing is the gays know how to throw a party, so you can definitely <laughs> guarantee that, <they're laughs> that, that we're going to show out. So
1: as far as uh, people taking gay relationships seriously or not taking them seriously, what do you think are you know some of the top reasons why people don't seem to take gay relationships as seriously as they would a straight relationship?
2: I mean, I think there are a few reasons. One, I think that because gay relationships have always been seen as some sort of just terrible, terrible thing. Like, you know, being gay has always been viewed, I mean, you know, for a long time, gays were viewed as pedophiles. And then also as, you know, people that were on a mission to kind of turn the rest of the world gay, too. Like, I think that there's just this... Vision within society that has made gay people seem like they're, you know, we are some sort of uh, just terrible being. And so a gay relationship always tends to be a little bit more undervalued because now there's just all this terribleness that's going on between two people. So, you know, that we must be. In orgies on a consistent basis, and we should are probably. But doing that's all of like these, a dream in most things. straight relationships, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Well, right. I, it's that whole. Yeah, it's that. In my opinion, it's like that whole porn argument where you know the same people who watch porn are the same are the people that would in turn call you know porn actors you know sluts and stuff like that in public because. They don't enjoy it. You know, it's I don't know. There's just a lot of moral high ground that goes on behind this whole thing. So and that's just kind of what we wanted to create with this podcast within itself is is a community of people who do value relationships. We value relationships with the exact same zeal that heterosexual people do. You know, we want marriage and we want children and we want a home and safety and we want 401k's and you know <laughs> retirement and and all of those things like we want to have that traditional view on marriage and I think it's only fair that, you know, we have the opportunity to do that. And um, so this podcast is, is in an effort to try to make that dialogue the the first dialogue that you hear
3: um, rather than, you know, everything else that's going on. Yeah, and I think, too, yeah. that... Um... You know, Marco told me not to get into a, a very academic history lesson on our podcast, and so I, I won't do it on yours either. You um, better not do that but, shit on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have a
2: we have a certain caliber Let me take of listener. To the
3: eighteen hundreds, no. Um, no, so so, but I mean, you really you have to you have to think about it. Like you are talking about generations of hate and generations of ignorance and you know, generations of, you know, sort of being on the fence and now moving toward, you know, that concept of tolerance, which I still don't like that word. I don't feel like I need to be particularly tolerated, but, you know, we just, we keep moving forward into like more and more understanding of rights. And there is, there's, there's a sameness to what we have. Um, that's like what everyone else has. Like Marco said, like parts of it are really boring, like budgeting and buying furniture and, you know, Mm -hmm. repairs and silly things like that. But it, um, it wasn't viewed as normal and so that that sort of absence of that view has led to a lot of problems for people in the gay community especially gay youth and i think for me that's what made me want to do this um but i think i think the reason why people don't view it as the same is because honestly they've been taught not to right hmm. interesting
0: so so um based on what you guys have said so far, obviously there was a lot of motivation to do the podcast, but a lot of people talk about doing a podcast and they never get around to it. So what was, what was the thing that really kind of, was there one thing that made you say, okay, we really got to do this
2: shit. Like let's do it ASAP now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was, that's a
2: great question. So there were actually a couple things. So Um, In all honesty, so Tony and I, we tend to be very active and we like to engage in people and, and, you know, go to uh, events and, and meet people. And, you know, we have people over for like board games and stuff like that. Like we tend to have like a big circle of friends. And we joined meetup.com and when we uh, would go out to these events, we were going to like gay meetup groups, you know, 30-something gay meetup groups, um, gamers, G-A-Y-M-E-R meetup groups and things like that. Do y'all play video games
1: or do y'all just play with each other? (laughs)
2: Because, you know, gays. I know video games. (laughs)
3: Yeah, playing video games and stuff like that.
2: (laughs) And it was crazy because Tony and I would go to these meetup groups and we would meet people. And, you know, first of all, we're, you know, we're in an interracial couple, so I'm a black guy, Tony's a white guy. So people automatically wouldn't think that we were together. So that would always be number one. And then when we would tell people that we were together A few drinks into the event, people were always trying to hook up with us. Like they were asking us if we were in an open relationship or if we partner swapped or if we were interested in all kinds of things. And like the amount of getting hit on, even though we had a full relationship that we had presented to everybody and told people that we were committed, they didn't respect it. So Tony and I kind of started taking a step back from these meetup groups because... It was like, what's the point of going to, you know, these meetup groups if all we're going to do is kind of get disrespected the entire time? Wait, Um, that's a a hell of a compliment, though. you got to be somewhat flattered. (laughs) I mean, you know, here's the thing. For us, it was just one of those things that is just, you know, the first couple of times it happens, it's like, eh, you know, look. It's not. There's nothing wrong with asking, right? You know, a closed <laughs> mouth doesn't get fed. Perhaps <laughs> but, a different metaphor. Yeah, Me- yeah. metaphorically speaking. All <laughs> yeah, right. So there's nothing wrong with asking, but when we decline and then you persist, and you yeah. persist yeah. and you like keep pushing it. That's yeah. where it starts getting a little bit disrespectful. So. Um, So Tony and I had told ourselves that we were going to create our own meetup group and essentially we wanted to be able to like create like a community of people in committed relationships that were going through all of the relationship type stuff. Um, And so that was our first goal was, you know, do this, like create this, make this community. Like if you build it, you know, these people will come kind of thing like that. Like we were going to do that. And then we kind of got inspired by your podcast because we felt like, wow, what would happen if we like ended up making the voice behind it a lot bigger? Uh, through shout out to a Fry Baloney
1: for inspiring, uh, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> inspiring motherfuckers to start podcasts. We're inspirational. Yeah. We're influential. We're out here in these streets. Absolutely. Cut that check.
2: Cut that check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to be able to do that, and and it just kind of grew from there. So you know we have the meetup groups that are like that have created a, um, a forum for us to like talk these ideas and these you know relationship s- situations that we go through, um, and then from there we have the podcast that is going to you know support that as well. So. Is that a thing for gays to have
1: open relationships? Because I, I, I feel like I feel like that's not... Like, you know, I've had a few relationships and that question has literally never once been asked. So, mm. it, yeah, it, is, is, is that actually a thing?
3: You know, I, w- I would say it's not uncommon. I'd say it's much more... Um, um, Prevalent in the gay male culture than the gay female culture, but even there, it's there. Um, and, you know, I haven't done any sort of, you know, studies to say what it looks like compared to heterosexual relationships, but I can tell you from my own experience open relationships, non monogamy, those are uh, much more normal. Even, and even like, even before a relationship forming with a definition like being open, just non titled. Uh, just, you know, dating or sleeping with each other. That's very normal. Again, just in my own experience, that was what the community sort of demanded was this sort of laissez-faire, don't get attached, do whatever you want, there's really nothing long-term. That was more my experience. Yeah. So would you say... I I, tend to
1: know. Would you say that that is a... That the gays in their relationship has a more progressive mentality in relationships or do you think they themselves or you yourselves uh didn't or doesn't take relationship gay relationships seriously like maybe the rest of people do
3: i don't i don't know about that i would think that first of all i, I wouldn't say that it's Progressive, but uh, we don't judge non-monogamous relationships. Like that's not our thing. Like, yeah, not at all. I mean, do whatever be, you mean I, makes if, you happy.
2: I feel if you are emotionally stable enough t- to be able to maneuver the ins and outs of of being committed to multiple people, and and everyone is happy with the situation, then by all means, like, have all the open relationships in the world. Like, you deserve. Um, but for me, you know, for us, from what we've learned, you know, uh, you know, mom and dad have been together for 34 years. I've the idea of being with someone else other than the person that I can, com- I'm committed to is just not something that I'm, I'm, I'm personally prepared to deal with. And I would have never married Tony if that is something that he was comfortable with. Cause it's just not, it's just not a me thing. So um, we don't again, we don't judge people who are in open relationships or are, you know, non committed in that sense, but it's just it's just not us. Yeah, uh you
1: guys are uh non uh I guess <laughs> compared to your first set of meetup groups, you guys are with the exception to relationships.
3: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I think so, and I think uh, again, it, more with I think gay men than anything. But there's always this tension and this judgment. Um, you know, you've even brought it up about how, like, when you're an employer, there's this competition. Oh yeah, uh, between um, two gay people. You know, it's and I, I, I mean, again, I don't want to get into a history lesson, but when you're talking about a marginalized group of people who have had to hide, how can you have a healthy relationship if you can't even do anything in public? I wonder if if like, open relationships
0: create more or less problems?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, that is that is a hell of a question, actually.
0: Right? I, I guess
1: it depends on the two people that are in the relationship. I don't think it could work but, for jealous people.
0: <laughs> but are there, I, are there know, people I mean, that I, can actually make it work? I mean, uh, you know, you have
3: to be so... Oh, no, I think there are. Wow. I think there are. I've known quite a few people who made it work um, in open relationships, in polyamorous relationships. And, you know, the majority of the people I'm talking about right now are heterosexual. Um, I So I think that everything comes with its own problems and complexities. Is it easier dealing with one person than, f- say, five? Probably. But who knows? Maybe if you were with five people, you and the one person wouldn't have so many issues. I, I don't know. And I'll never know because it's just not it's just not how I'm wired. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I couldn't share. I couldn't share somebody with everybody. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, here's a,
2: just, again, that's just not. It's just. It's just not something that I'm prepared to even. I can't even conceptual. Like for me, it's just the concept of it is just very. It's just complicated, but again, more power to those who have made it work.
1: Yeah, because quite frankly, I don't care what anybody's doing in their relationships.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's their business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um I know at least in in relationships I had enough to deal with on my own to be worried about somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, the, the struggle the the uh Tony brought up being a marginalized group and uh things like that. So do you guys believe maybe somewhere in the deep recesses of the gay brain um does the sh- does the struggle bring you guys closer together?
2: You mean the community or or Tony and myself. you,
1: you and Tony are, are maybe monogamous gay couples.
2: Yeah, I feel um, I, I do I feel like there's a lot uh, you know, I, again, we have our own set of different things that we end up having to worry about too. like you know, again, Tony and I are, are an interracial gay couple. And within the community, that's a struggle within itself too, because you know, the gays love to have something to say about the fact that both of us have dated outside of our race. And um, you know, and then of course you have to worry about that, you know, to the heavy. How can you be gay and
3: racist? Well. It's,
2: <laughs> it's
3: Oh very easy. it's everywhere. There's a word for every preference. Yeah. That's so Jeez. weird. Yeah, like Marco, what you're a you're a snow queen. I
2: was I was told
3: that I was <laughs> a snow queen, right? And I'm a, I'm a chocoholic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yeah. A, a, yeah, oh yeah. And there's rice queens and yeah. There's <laughs> wow. there's a word for everything. It's terrible, but it's a part of the culture. Yeah.
2: So I do. That's I cool. mean, I feel like Tony and I. Yeah. I mean, we, we you you kind of. <laughs> Not to sound crass, but you kind of get it from every end. Um, and so, and so, Word choice again. Yeah, I know. I'm just batting a thousand with this one. Yeah, there was so um, many
1: other words you could have chosen to
0: use.
2: I, I know. <laughs> but I Literally any other I just <laughs> felt like it was appropriate. Like, you know, when else could I use that, right? I guess you had um, a little shtick, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I I do think that, you know, even, like, when when Tony and I got married, you know, I ended up having to, like, kind of sit him down one night and say, you know, now we're married and you need to be worried about the fact that your black husband could at any point in time potentially not come home at the hands of, you know, police officers that are randomly killing unarmed black men these days, you know, black men and women. So like there's all of these different struggles that we end up having to make sure that we are uh, educating each other on, you know, from the outside world. And it and it kind of sometimes feels like us against the world, you know, because you do have to we have to check in with each other and make sure each other is doing okay. But um but yeah, I, I do think it, it does bring us closer because we, we managed to find a way to to always come back to each other and
1: and make sure each other is feeling okay. That's dope. Mm. I yeah, think it is dope. uh yeah, I think nothing brings people closer together than 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 struggle and that comes um in a lot of different ways. I mean, if it doesn't if it doesn't happen to break you, I think it does uh make you make you stronger.
2: Absolutely. But mm-hmm. but you
0: guys but you guys mentioned, you know, you're a gay couple and you're also an interracial couple. Do you, is there, do you feel that pressure on a day-to-day basis? Kind of like, uh, to do you feel the pressure to kind of prove people wrong? Prove people, prove to people that their uh, assumptions are incorrect? Do you know what I mean?
3: I don't, I, I don't feel the pressure to prove them wrong. I do feel um, an obligation to build a community that is contrary to that, that is, you know, Unified and inclusive. Um, I think for me, my experience is more. You know, you kind of look around before you show affection, yeah. um, because you want to make sure that either nobody's Safe. watching or you can take who's ever there. Or I think yeah, I think know, straight around. people should do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it's you know, I, the easiest way to equate it is you know when. You know, when a black person does something crazy in the news and gets arrested for it or or something like that, and we always, as black people, turn around and say, oh, God, not all black people are like that. Or we try to go above and beyond (laughs) to make sure that everyone knows that we're not like (laughs) all of, you know, every black person, like all black people don't act that way. All black people don't do that. I think that there is a teeny bit of an element to of us to, that, like, do try to, you know, prove that not all gay people are like that. You know, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not the guys that are, you know, participating in orgies and things like that or going to Fire Island and, and having all that, of those things. That's because you, sure you guys are squares. You guys are squares. So that's correct. <laughs> We're we're a boring married couple. Yeah, right. You know, so I I do think that we do tend to you know go a, a little bit, but I, but I mean, you know me, I I really don't care what people think about me. This <laughs> I is true. To do my own thing. <laughs> so, um, but you I'm, know, I'm, I, to, I do own some of it. I'm I'm glad you you kind of brought that up because
1: you and I have had this conversation before, and I think this is actually a pretty decent topic to um to touch on considering. Uh, you know, we're talking about stereotypes or trying to prove you're not one way. And uh, you and I have talked about the Pride Parade and how whether you're in the audience participating or watching some of the footage, you know, on the news or something that somebody captured on social media, you see some of the most stereotypical versions of gay people that you can hope to see. How does that not feed into the stereotype that people have of gays?
2: It, you know, it, it totally does. And I'm not even going to pretend like it doesn't. It it totally does. Um, And, you know, I'm going to talk, you know, both sides out of, out of both sides of my mouth in this one. There's the part of me that is happy that the gay people are able to, Fully be themselves and celebrate and and you know be overjoyed and you know and, and have that that freedom. There's there's that aspect of for me that is is really exciting. You know, there's a ton of repression, years of repression that has forced gay people to. Not necessarily get the opportunity to be who they are or want to be because they have had to hide it, or they've, you know, their professions don't allow for them to be the way that they want to, or or share their uh, creativity or individuality because you know you're a lawyer and you've got to look like a lawyer and you can't be the gay lawyer because you know then you'll lose everything that you worked hard for. So there's a there's a part of me that is really, really excited that gay people get the opportunity to do that. And then there's the other part of me that's like, all right, but do we really have to walk around in assless underwear at the Pride Parade? Like, to, to prove that point, <laughs> like, you know, while I'm, I'm happy that you're comfortable with your ass to be able to wear assless underwear, you know, at the Pride Parade, like is that necessary and you know and again there's a part of me that says yeah well sure it's it's completely necessary like do it have fun and then at the same time I'm like well I would just I, that's just not me that's not something I do but by all means own it <laughs> <laughs> play for keeps yeah <laughs> so uh, so w-
0: with uh with you know TC and I being uh black men, you know, throughout the course of our lives, we have heard a lot of uh stupid ass, dumb ass misconceptions about us. Um throughout the years. What and I know you've guys touched on a little bit of them earlier, but what are some of the, just the dumbest stupid ass misconceptions you've heard um about the gay community? Where it's just Complete,
3: utter <laughs> ignorance. Gosh, so a couple of misconceptions. Well, the one that always gets me is the concept that one person has to be the female. Oh yeah, who's or in, <laughs> or in the guy? Lesb- or in a lesbian relationship, yeah. one person has to be the man. Yeah, um, which is just that's just not true. Yeah. There Wh- are two who's men the in guy? this relationship. There right, are, right, there right. are two women in that relationship. Yeah, that's just strange to me.
2: Um, also, that all gay people dress up as women on. Weekends or and things like that, right? So you don't do
3: that. We We do. We do not. Let it be known. We do not. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, although we enjoy going to the occasional show and seeing someone else do it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I admire dresses. I don't wear them. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Though there's also there's some interesting misconceptions within the gay community too. Like for example, when we get approached, the question is, do you play alone or separately? Right. And it the inherent to that question is it's got to be one or the other. You know, yeah. and it's Wait, like, no, I don't actually even don't... understand
2: that question. Do you w- play alone? So, like, do we have like an open relationship where we will, like, go and sleep with other people or do we invite a third into our bedroom? Right. Do we only sleep with other uh, people oh, when we're sharing gotcha. that person? OK. Yeah.
3: I'm not. And, sh- it's, and do, the, the IQ, the did expected you know answer is? is <laughs> What's that? Sorry.
1: I was asking IQ
3: if he knew what that meant cuz that was <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> no, no, same here, did not. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's 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 how I've always heard it referred to anyway. I'm not saying that that's how it's referred, but um yeah, is that um you know, it has to be one or the other. Either, you know, all three of us are going somewhere or just the two of us are going somewhere and that's just not the case.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, so, yeah, there's
3: there's quite a bit. Go
1: ahead. So we're kind of back to the open relationship kind of conversation, at least that, that kind of, that's kind of a a similar conversation. Are I mean, do the gays seem to be more promiscuous or sexual than maybe a straight person appears to be?
3: Well, you know, I I mean, I haven't I haven't done any studies. Yeah, but what I've seen is kids being kids and young adults being young adults, and the level of promiscuity has more to do with um, your own level of comfort and your own exploration. But I will say that, in general, men do tend to initiate sex um, a lot more frequently, and our community is definitely heavily sexually charged. Well, I think a lot of it,
2: again, it's the repression. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's there's a huge amount of repression. So, again, when you're you know, um, when you're having to hide who you are for an extended period of time. And then you come into a place where you don't. And then you come, yeah, and then you, you know, you come out and then it's like, oh gosh, now I need to like understand who I am and what's going on. And with that comes all of these, you know, guys that are around and everyone's sexually charged and things like that. What ends up happening is... You end up, you know, going a little buck wild with with what's available for you, and and again, there's no judgment with it. It's it's just that it does tend to it, it does tend to happen. So it, it I think it tends to look as though that that is happening. But I would I would venture to say I mean I know women feel that way like women especially women who own their sexuality and things like that have no problem with those things too. So, you know, again, I think there's repression when a, you know, when a woman feels that she's been told her role or how she's supposed to be, then when she finally gets into a a situation in which she's able to be who she wants to be and be free with it, she may express herself in ways that people may think are not necessarily quote unquote normal, but it's not that it's not um, so, <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so, um, uh, so, uh, getting, uh, I guess slightly back on track, um, uh, Marco and Tony, I actually, I had a question about this, uh, about your podcast as well. And, um, I think you guys kind of covered it with a description, but maybe if you can expound on it, it does, does, does your podcast speak to gay couples or is it more of an educational thing for straight couples?
2: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, that's a very good question. I think gay couples. You know, we want to be able to create a community, a narrative, like a dialogue for the LGBTQ community. Like we want to be able, but to
3: not just that. the couples.
2: Not just the couples. Even singles that are looking for relationships and need tools um, to make that happen. But I also think that it will speak to straight couples as well, because again the fact of the matter is a relationship is a relationship and we all go through the same shit (laughs) in relationships. Um, So I feel a a straight couple could listen to the podcast too and, and get some tools and, and learn some guidance. You know, Tony and I are not experts. We don't, you know, know everything about everything. Some of this stuff is, is therapy for us to end up being able to, try to figure out a great way to make it a part of our own relationship. But at the end of the day, we feel like talking about it, having that dialogue is what's going to help. So I do feel like anybody could learn from the podcast. I I think it it speaks to just about everyone.
3: And I think, too, there's, there's some other people out there that maybe we wouldn't expect to be listening or to reach. But, you know, parents of gay children who don't really know what to do. Um, or, you know, someone who is, you know, young and hasn't come out yet uh, and just wants to hear a little piece of what's out there. Um, you know, I think that, too. Um, I, I think we might reach people like that as well. Mm. That's dope. Damn.
0: Y'all about to be changing lives out here. Y'all about to be like, oh, <laughs> hey, hey just, just don't forget us, man. Please, please.
3: <laughs> <Cut> that check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if we can reach just one, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I told Marco, when
1: Marco told me y'all started a podcast, uh, I, was, I said, oh, this shit's about to be
2: huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, we would like for it to be big, not because of, you know, fame or anything like that, but we want for it to be big because we do want to kind of put this in the forefront. You know, we want for this to be kind of the standard for what people think about gay people. Like, there are really healthy gay relationships out there, some of which we admire um, within ourselves. So, you know, we we want that to be big. So, yeah, I mean, I our goals, fingers and eyes, toes crossed, you know, is that everything, it, it will be big. I would love for that to, be, to happen.
1: So, one major part of relationships... And also relationships are uh, is is sex is sex something that you guys intend to cover. You guys are going to try to keep it a little more uh, a little less, I guess, adult oriented and keeping it more just educational that anybody could listen to.
2: No, we will, we will touch on sex. It'll be more in terms of, like, intimacy, like, like, being intimate with your partner. Like, you know, we will, it's not going to be explicit, if that's your question, but it will hit on, you know, we will talk about it in terms of, like, frequency or what each other does and does not like. Like, is everyone, like, happy in terms of the intimacy that is revolving your relationship? So um uh so like again, like I
1: I I touched on you guys how how much I enjoyed your wedding and not just I think I, I judged your wedding in two different ways. First of all, it was my first gay wedding, right? Secondly, mm-hmm. it was my first siblings wedding. So I had an emotional connection and also curiosity, right? Like I didn't know what to expect and um, right. what it turned out to be was it was just like any other wedding but what <laughs> made the aside from the weekend how you guys planned it I'm just talking about you know the the, the act of getting married um, it was the most like I've been to so many straight weddings that it seems like everything that is said is really cliche like I've heard it all before and after a while All weddings, everything just seems the same. It's like everything's a carbon copy of the next. No offense to anybody whose weddings I've been to, even though I really enjoyed it. It's just been done before, that's all. Um, (laughs) I've never been to a wedding where I I heard people speak as genuinely about one another as I heard you guys. So although gay marriage has been legal, I'm like, this is a long-winded part to get to my actual question. Um, <laughs> uh, as, being that gay marriage has been like legal in the United States for a, a little while now do you guys feel more official now than if you would have gotten married back when uh, it first got legal like do you guys feel like this is just like getting married like 50 years ago
2: yeah I mean I feel yeah Like our, you know, Tony and I, we, we went through the whole process. I mean, you know, we, we did the wedding, we did the name changes and everything. Like we did it. So for me, like it, (laughs) I always told Tony that I, I, I want to do things as if, if we were a man and a woman getting married, it would feel the exact same way. Like I didn't want to. Not change our names just because we're two guys. So I do. I feel like our wedding, it, our wedding, our marriage, everything about it w- was, it is normal. But you right, know, I, I know what you're saying. A better word. Yeah, I just uh, we did. We wanted it to feel. We wanted it to feel legit. Um, I will say, and this is
1: probably the only part that really kind of it was that. It was that moment where you're like, oh shit, this is different. Was the slow dance. I ain't never seen that shit before.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: two guys dancing. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that shit before. So, like <laughs> yeah. kissing didn't take you by surprise. You know, you see that shit all the time. I mean, now, you know, now you do. Um, yeah. But I've never I've never seen two do slow dance. That
2: shit was different. For us, it was a little bit different too, because we don't really slow, we don't really dance with each other, <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough. So, I, I, like, um, so, even for us, I mean, I, I would like to say that we practiced, but we didn't. No, no, we didn't even practice. We just did it. So I don't even know. I like it. it just happened. I, there was, I
3: remember for me the very first moment when the song came out. I went, oh, we planned everything else but this. <laughs> yeah. <we> did, yeah. <laughs> We didn't really practice
2: it or anything. No, and we just did, and I think we ended up laughing and talking throughout the entire. You did. You were. <laughs> we
3: were. We definitely were. <laughs> yeah. Yo.
2: Yo, oh, God, so who it was weird. The fuck was leading? I couldn't even tell. Oh, me. <laughs> I was leading. <laughs> I was leading because that makes sense. God love, God love my my white husband, but I had to try to like establish the beat for him so that mean, we could make sure that we were you mean on beat. two left feet, Tony.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now wait, now wait. To be clear, immediately following—well, not immediately following, but shortly after that, your sister and I danced together, and I had to lead with her. <laughs> hey, God bless she her got little four black left heart. Feet. But my sister Kate did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that, but admittedly, that was the blind leading the blind. Yes. yes. <laughs> we had a good time, but yeah. No, I ended up
2: having to lead that one because we danced to Beyonce's Halo. Right. Which, upon reflection... <laughs> It's not a very easy song to slow dance to either. <laughs> There's no real tempo to that song. No, it, it was kind of hard too. So, you know, I mean, it's our song for each other, but... Y'all should have danced to Here yeah, and yeah. Now by Luther Vandross.
1: Oh oh. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Luther. Like every
2: black wedding in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's ev- that's like every Negro wedding today. <laughs> very true. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I love that song. I'm, maybe I'll uh, edit in that song as I'm saying this part right now, just so uh, <laughs> we can set the mood. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that.
0: Please do, please do. <laughs>
1: uh, IQ, did you, did you have any um, any any more questions? Uh, I mean, when well, we we're talking about this wedding
0: and. Uh, I guess the only question I have is the million-dollar question. Uh, What exactly, what part of the wedding made you uh, get a little emotional there, TC?
1: Yeah, I
0: I believe I said we were not going to talk about Because we haven't addressed that. We haven't talked about that, so.
3: We haven't, and it's interesting you use the word a little emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before I tell this story, I want to say, Fuck both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And before you tell the story, I want to say, I got it on video. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find it at www. (laughs) Fry baloney getting blackmailed.
0: (laughs) All
1: right. All right. So there were two parts to this, uh, this wedding weekend that, uh, the spirit took over me. The first was when they were reading the vows to one another, and I'm listening to my brother. I'm like looking at my brother. I'm not sure if this is on video, it probably is somewhere. I'm looking at my brother and listening to him talk, and I'm like, shit, this dude really loves this other motherfucker right here. He loves him for real. <laughs> and then I hear Tony talk, and I'm like, this motherfucker really loves my brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, this shit is
1: wild so I welled up, right? I thought that was the extent of my emotions for the weekend, and boy was I wrong.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh we get to the reception uh or the party, which is the next day after this we took pictures that same day, right? That that was that day? Or was that after the wedding?
2: Correct. Yeah, that was after the the ceremony. Yeah. Okay. We took pictures. So, for so the next day, Stevie, my sister, and
1: me go up. I, excuse me, I'm holding my daughter. And Stevie, I believe, gave her speech first. Right, Marco? Correct. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my sister got through it. And she's emotional as a motherfucker. So I should be able to get through this. No problem. I'm I'm talking myself into this the whole time, by the way. So I grab the microphone. I start talking. I don't know, maybe seven to 12 words in. I look over at my brother. And I just see the look in his face. It is joy. It is... Um, euphoria. Like, my brother, I've never seen him that happy before. And my brother's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's happy most of the time. Uh, as a kid, all the way up to the adult. Like, his baseline is mostly happy. Um, in contrast, mine's mostly irritated. So... <laughs> uh, um I look over and look at his face, and he's also looking at me with this I-love-my-brother look on his face. Now, me and my brother, just uh, an aside, we're we're very close. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely close. Like, me and my brother, that's my dude. So, uh, I look at him, and immediately, somebody, uh, like, you know, uh, y'all live in New York, you know during the summer where they break the fire hydrant, And water just starts pouring out uncontrollably until it stops (laughs) or until the fire station comes and turns it off. I just (laughs) couldn't talk anymore. And this overwhelming feeling of uh, some saline solution started just coming from my face. And (laughs) now I don't remember the last time I had cried at that moment, like before then. I have no idea but i think that was at least 3 to 5 years worth of tears that i cried that day <laughs> and then <laughs> and then i made the uh the attempt to continue to try to talk which just made things worse and so i gave up i right. don't, i didn't even get out i didn't even get out any coherent sentences i don't think
2: no not a one
1: <laughs> yeah so, uh, oh, and that was hey, one out. You said, this is hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah, I did. It yeah. was hilarious. I found it funny, but mm-hmm. the unfunny thing is my laughter couldn't overtake my, my I guess my tearful joyness. And, <laughs> uh, well, so you didn't, you didn't even get through the, you didn't, you couldn't even make it through the speech. That's what you're saying. No. It was what that, speech? I, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. I cried <laughs> in front of a whole bunch of people is what happened. <laughs>
3: Have half of whom you didn't know, yeah, talk like about
1: the most like people. I mean y'all know me, I'm not going to claim to be to be the like the most masculine dude, but i'm not i'm I'm far from a crier though, and uh the one of my worst nightmares was to cry in front of people, <laughs> and I seemed to accomplish that, and I lived through it, so I guess it wasn't
2: that bad, oh my gosh, <laughs> it well, if it's any consolation, everyone at the wedding, everyone afterwards was like, oh my gosh. You and your brother—that was the sweetest thing. I was bawling. I was crying. You had everyone
3: else crying in the audience too. So we're showmen. That was a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but but for the record, IQ, I'm still waiting on that speech.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, uh,
3: maybe maybe at your
1: uh, what tenth ten year anniversary or something, or when I'm this able to make like it out to Punta Cana with you guys, I'll uh, finally give a speech. You I know, hope you have your words
0: then. You know, you'll probably cry again, bro. You'll probably cry again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> might. You just retire All speech, right, man. See? Just retire it. And here was I thinking I could just freestyle it. I should have wrote something down. That way I could just concentrate on the paper. Yeah. So there's the story. Uh, hopefully most of our listeners are thinking that that is the most, that's the sweetest thing they've ever heard. I hope that's what they think <laughs> instead of... Uh, under their breath calling me a little bitch, but whatever. Fuck y'all too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> whatever they think, tell us what you think on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, If ever, but you know what? If ever there's an opportunity to cry at a wedding, <laughs> why not cry at a gay wedding? Word. <laughs> Word. There is a first time for everything. Yeah. Yeah, oh, um, moving
1: right along.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, how many gay weddings have y'all been to as gay
2: guys? That, that was my first. That was our first. I haven't <laughs> been to... No, we don't... None of the gays that we associate with have gotten married yet. Uh, those must be the ones that are trying to fuck you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. No, they haven't
2: gotten... Yeah, our, our like, friends and, and things, we
3: they have We have one gotten coming up, but that'll be our second. Whose?
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which if one we'll of y'all right that one? are going to be, like... Uh, chicks and compare it to your wedding and then go back home and be like, it
2: was nice, but our wedding had blah, 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 blah. Oh, we've already done that with other people's <laughs> weddings.
3: We have not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, we've already done that. But uh, it's all just... I will tell you, wedding planning is one of the worst things that you could ever do. It's it is Literally the worst thing i like i would not wish it upon my enemy there's <laughs> there's
3: nothing like going into the wedding hating your partner oh <laughs> god
2: <laughs>
3: no
1: yo and oh. my brother is an asshole when he's
2: like stressed and overwhelmed with some shit an asshole right <laughs> right yes yeah and yeah tony and i spent uh, thank God we got drunk during the wedding because it just made everything so much easier for us. But, yeah, I was stressed, so stressed. Just just there was just so much going on and planning. And, you know, me, I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to planning. Mm-hmm. So all the details and things like that had to be the absolute best. And so this, the, the planning and, and all of that stuff like that just made for a very, very um, just stressful Stressful wedding planning. Um So I would again, I would not wish it upon anyone. If y'all are planning on getting married, hire a wedding planner. No, because <laughs> you do not no. want to do it yourself. And that was not Wait, no, to, no the wedding to the planner. Is I don't plan
1: on getting married. Oh, it's no,
2: no to getting married. Either. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a
1: that's a hard. And you no. won't have to worry about it at all. Yeah. No, no. I, I'll maybe I'll help plan my daughter's wedding when she gets married in thirty years.
2: <laughs> thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. But you hey, at go that cry time, at you'll that probably be to get too. married
1: online by then, <laughs> huh? You said what? You probably by then you'll probably be able to get married online, or like by text. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. probably. Or yeah. On
1: an app. Yeah. You just <laughs> Apple's gonna have like a marriage app, and you just scan your face or your uh, retina or something, and you're married. That's also my intellectual property. Apple, if you decide to produce that uh, app, <laughs> cut that check. <laughs>
0: We're coming across really broke this episode, but it is what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Closed mouths don't hey, man, get this fed. The most, this, this is a truthful <laughs> podcast. We don't lie to these people. <laughs> we went from, like, marketing
0: to asking for donations, it seems like. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Um, uh, actually, I, I, I did have a question. And uh, so everybody kind of admires, like jay-z and beyonce and fucking who else is married out there that people look up to i don't know cardi being offset that's it
3: that's all you got (laughs) i don't know
1: who's married out there i don't care uh
2: john legend and chrissy tegan there you
1: go i was gonna say brad and angelina but they're not married no more they're not married together Uh, um so so do y'all have? Is there like a uh, a gay holy grail of marriages or uh, a gay relationship goals out there for you guys?
2: Yeah, there's a there's a couple. I mean, I love so. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie you Oh, NPH. Husband. Yeah, he, he and his husband David Burke. Like, I'm a huge fan of them and their marriage and their family and everything. I think that they're great. Um, I love Ellen and Portia de Rossi. like I think that they are another like great example of you know, a lesbian marriage and and how that works really well. Um Cheyenne Jackson, he's another I, he's one of he and his husband, Jason Landau, they're like my all-time favorite gay couple like i just want their family <laughs> like i think that they're really cool unhappy he's huh a great, he's a successful yeah like they're no no you must be good. unhappy they're...
1: to want what would they have
2: <laughs> oh no <laughs> mm-hmm. no i just love i just think that their family like the, everything that you know he's an actor he's doing really well you know they like have uh, twins, like, they have a great family, so he's got a great career, like, you know, he's successful, but, like, they've got a great marriage, they've got the kids and everything like that, like, I see that, and I'm like, yeah, we can accomplish that, like, that's going to be cool, so I think it's really neat. Uh,
1: So, as far as family, um, do you guys plan on uh, having kids? Yes. Yes. All right, those are two hard yeses. Now, here's the million dollar question. (laughs) Here's the million dollar question. Do you guys plan on adopting or do you guys plan on getting a surrogate?
2: Well, it was a million dollar question because getting a surrogate
1: is Mm -hmm. is a million dollars. It costs about a million dollars. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. I think right now the the plan would be, and I may be speaking out of turn, but I think the plan would be uh, foster to adopt, um, which I think would probably be the easiest route for us. Um, it is. Yeah, and I think that that is, I don't know, I, I think we get to do... We get to do some good, you know, there's so many children out there that need good homes. And I think, you know, why create, why spend a ton of money? Because that's the thing. Adoption agencies within themselves, for example, want a ton of money to be able to do that. Surrogacy costs a ton of money. Yeah. So, and for us, that's not the best way to... Like, if we have to spend all these finances to try to make a family happen, then I think we end up putting ourselves back further to even try to start the family. <laughs> yeah, because you know. you're going
1: to spend Correct. money on that little kid anyway. Correct. Right, exactly.
3: Correct. Period. So, for us... It well, those, for those little kids, but those yes. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, those... So, we would prefer to foster.
1: So, um... Are y'all going to get do the like the Mitchell and Cam and get a girl from uh, Vietnam? Are you guys looking for uh, <laughs> a homegrown American or because I, I don't know. I honestly I don't know much about adoption. I don't know if it's the easier route is, uh, you know, a, a foreign child or if the, you know, getting
2: a de- American is, you know, the way to go. I don't I don't know. Have you guys looked into that? Yeah I I I don't again that's another one of those things cuz to be able to foster and or adopt from another country requires a ton of money in terms of sponsorship yeah. and all that stuff like that Yeah there's a lot and, of stuff so, so for us I think we would literally do it on our own soil and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of kids you know here in New York that need homes
3: and Well the like the way social service systems work and the way the foster care system works you know it's 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 a good thing and it's a bad thing but it's you know it's about a 4 hour class to be able to have a foster care uh program um so and there's there there is oversight um but it's actually a very easy process and i think that's on purpose to help facilitate uh, it happening but um there's lots of families out there who foster to adopt and they literally will only you know because you can limit uh what you um the ages of who you foster and so they'll literally only foster babies and that's the unfortunate thing is there's this age where you know it becomes like almost impossible to become adopted and I think that's closer to where we'll start um but we'll see we will see but foster to adopt is not um it's actually not that hard Mm-mm. not compared to everything else right
1: and now Guys, um, thank you so much for taking the time out and answering all these uh crazy questions. We Random had ass about. questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank
2: you guys. Thank for you for having, having us. Yeah. I,
1: I feel I feel like we got a crash course into gay relationships.
3: Yeah, you learned what a snow queen is. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently my
1: brother is one of those things. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
1: And you're a chocoholic, rumor has it. Uh,
3: apparently, despite the fact that your brother's the first black man I ever dated, apparently I'm a chocoholic. And you know what they say. <laughs> or maybe you don't. That is what they say. You don't have to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am,
1: uh, I am really, really looking forward to hearing uh, y'all podcast. So uh, when can we expect the very first official Episode of the podcast
2: Yeah, so Relationship will Our first full episode will air On Wednesday, February 7th Um, and uh, A yeah. new
3: episode every week And a
2: new episode every week And we are on Apple Podcasts Google Play, Stitcher as well Um, and you can also uh, Check us out on Instagram, Twitter We're at Pod Relationship Um, and then when you're searching for the podcast, it's relationship, but there's no I in shit. It's an exclamation point. All right. Well, uh, IQ
1: as always, thank you for your time, sir. Likewise, bro. Marco, Tony, y'all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. you. See y'all soon. (laughs) All right. Thank
0: you. Take it easy. Thank you.
3: Bye. Bye.